Guys, markets are changing. Property market, money market, mortgage market, all markets. We've got one of the best mortgage brokers out there, Zach, here for you live today. If you've got any questions, stay tuned. Good morning, gents. Zach, thank you for joining us. The best mortgage broker in the country who's looked in the into world. It, in the his world. Little and he's told us times have changed and you better be ready because we've got some, um, some good news and some bad news for you. Morning, gentlemen. How are you this morning? Hello, Professor Zach. Good, thanks. Happy Mother's Day. Same to you. Did you not spend time with your mum yesterday, Zach? Mate, I'm I'm in debt to her always, as I'm sure as I'm sure you both are. But I did reach out over the phone, so yeah, she'll be she'll be getting my presence this weekend. Nice. And Billy, you uh, you were down at Stella Blue. I made a big effort, Mark, and I, it yeah, it paid off, as mum deserved, as mum deserved. And I, uh, I went to Petersham. I went to a chicken shop, a chicken re- uh, restaurant in Petersham, Portu- Portuguese chicken, and um, ate, consumed a lot of food. Good morning, Ben. There you go. Good. On with the show. We've got a, a few things to talk about um, this morning, some exciting stuff as well. Do we want to crack on with, um, with the most recent news coming out from the RBA? Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we saw on the 3rd of May, they finally hiked the rates, first time in 11 years, to uh, 0.35%, 25 basis points. So yeah. Not, uh, there's a lot of, lot a of headlines time. out there stoking the fire. Uh, but I guess this was off the back of the quarterly inflation exceeding the expectation. It's 5.1%, 3.7 trimmed. So... I mean, if no one knows what trimmed inflation is, that's the that's the the alternative measure, which is more more targeted towards a personal consumption expenditure. So, excluding any external factors, Mark, you're looking a bit surprised there, but um, it's more relevant to the consumer rather than including things such as COVID, the election, Ukraine war. So, right, they've finally done it to curb inflation, and the banks have passed it on. After 11 years. But but I think in all fairness, um, and I said it the other day on the show, like uh, it's a bit of forced savings, I reckon. Well, that's it. I mean, we couldn't continue on such low interest rates for, for so long. The banks have done a good job getting us through, or the government has done a good job getting us through COVID. Um, and now it's time for the economy as a whole to bounce back or forward, if you, if you like. Um, and again, our economy is one of the strongest in the world at the moment. Incredible. Hey, Zach, mm-hmm. I've got a question for you. Uh, five days of broking, Monday to Friday last week. What was the most common conversation you'll have, you were having with your customers? Uh, look, a lot of people were asking, how does this affect my mortgage? Um, uh, the beginning of COVID, 2019, 2020, a lot of people decided to refinance and fix rates for two to three years. 
So we're seeing a lot of people refinance at the end of those fixed periods now in 2022. And we will see that um, again as a common theme for our business, five days a week, Mark, refinancing, getting people a better deal on uh, their rollover rates. So that is a common conversation. Um, I guess for people who are in the middle of fixed periods, the rate rise isn't going to affect you because you're fixed. Um, but any variable customers, uh, the banks will be passing on those rate rises and it will change borrowing capacities as um, as those rates do rise. So already changed borrowing capacity with that rate rise, did it? Or was that already factored in? Well, when a lot of these mortgage borrowers at the moment, um, you know, may not have experienced a rate rise cycle, but a lot of the mortgages since 2016, when APRA changed regulation, um, have been taken out under stronger lending conditions. So they're positioned to actually handle some of these rate rises. So there was a buffer that was brought in to assess people's serviceability, which now, whilst repayments might be changing, increasing, whatnot, these people are positioned well to handle the rate rises. But you were saying, Zach, the economy can afford this at the moment. The government's, um, you know, picked a time that's sort of the be maybe the best time in 11 years, could you say? Yeah, yeah I mean, look, there's probably never a, ne never a good time to hike rates, but there are some strong indicators that um, the economy can offset the rate rises. Um, yeah. What I mean by that is that we've got a full employment economy, record low unemployment 4%. There's some wage growth being felt in some sectors, although the official stats don't come out until the 18th of May. Um, and a lot of households are actually ahead of their mortgages. So compared to 2020, there is currently around 0.25% of loans in negative equity compared to 2.25% two years ago. So, um, and as you said before, the savings factor, especially through COVID, um, especially also held by residential property owners, there's about two, $232 billion in offset accounts at the moment. So there's a huge portion of savings that um, could potentially drive some more investment in, in the real estate market. Guys, if you've got any questions out there in the ether, if you want to ask Zach Mortgage Professor, Zach I'm calling this morning, Mortgage Broker, fire away. Um, Something you just I just picked up on what you just said said then there was two point two percent default and now it's down to point two percent default rate. Sorry, Mark, getting a little bit of echo there. There was two point two five percent negative equity in the home loans in two thousand and twenty, and now yeah. it's about zero point two five percent. Negative equity. That's insane. So, I mean, there's some indicators that the economy can handle it. Um, I mean, we know that overseas migration will ramp back up and that there's still an undersupplied property market. Mark, what are you seeing? Are you, are you, are you expecting that there's going to be some more realistic competition in terms of pricing and with the, migrate, with the migratory factor? Do you think that'll uh, improve competition in the market? We've gone from a seller's market to a buyer's market and we've swung and it's that swing has taken six months. Okay. 
Yeah, valuers are becoming, yeah, good point with Ben. Um, lots of sales are falling over. Valuers are becoming tough. So I actually did have a call late last week. Um, a property buyer spoke to me uh, late Friday afternoon about uh, a purchaser that he'd arranged his finance and had seemingly fallen over at auction as the rate rises impacted his borrowing capacity. So a variable situation and that's what we'll be looking at uh, this week to try and help them out to close that sale. Yeah, Same thing, I'll buy that happen as well. You know, that's pretty scary though, because you're still under, you know, con once you sign that contract and you've got obligations to meet. Um, who, whose fault does that come down to, Zach? You know? Well, it's, I suppose it's, it's no one's fault. I suppose the, the product that you opt for through us, if it's a fixed or a variable scenario, you know, we've got the ability to assess any sort of scenario for our clients. But in the situation where you have a variable product, um, it is subject to rate changes. Mm. Because someone will, um, you know, always be looking to point the finger. Sure, you know, someone's always looking to point the finger, right? Always. Always, mate. It's just you, you, you've got to pull your socks yeah. back up and, and figure yeah. out another way. There is always another way. And, um, you yeah, I'm sure we will resolve plenty of those scenarios. Yeah. I've got a question. Mortgage brokers around you, friends that are brokers, are they fixing or are they variabling? That is another common question. Should we fix or should we go variable? Um, yep. The first rates to rise were the fixed rates and the variable rates are slowly following. Um, I mean, from a rates perspective, we're still seeing rates as low as 1.96% for variable. Um, the fixed rates are a little bit larger, but I mean, a lot of people are taking the gamble and going variable. Some people are still considering that things will get further out of control in the next 12 to 24 months and are fixing. It is a mixed bag. Um, however, a lot are going variable at the moment, Mark. What are you what are you what are the lads doing? What are the ladies and gentlemen that are brokers doing? As I said, mixed bag, mate. There's um there's a circumstantial uh, essence that we need to assess every time a new new client comes with us. So it depends on no, your service. You guys, you guys with your own money, what are you doing? Like the, the in terms of what's the you know in the office, what's everyone? Are they going? We're going to be fixed or fixed, or we're going to be variable, 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 very competitive. Interesting. There interesting. it is. You're hearing it. I, I've got to ask um, Zach, who's going to? Oh, let's ask the question first. Is it getting a formal valuation a good way to negotiate price down? Has that ever been the case, Mark? It's interesting. What do you reckon? I think it helps. Um, I think you've got to negotiate your price. I mean, if you get chiseled on the valuation, you try to chisel the price a bit more. Yeah, okay. Um, but I've got to ask, which, you know, which buy, what type of buyer is going to get hurt the most here? Is it, is it the first home buyer? Is that the obvious, um, the obvious choice? Was that a question for me, Billy? 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Zach, who's going to get hurt the most here? Is it is it the first home buyer out of all of this? I don't know if it's about getting hurt. There's obviously factors that you know will change first home buyer's position in the market um, compared to the last decade or two. The rates, by comparison, are still very low, and the government has increased its positions for first home buyers under the national scheme. Um, yeah. And again, look, we're forecasting a more competitive market in the shorter term. Um, affordability has always been an issue for the first home buyers, but on the 1st of July, the price caps do increase to include up to $900,000, dollars for first home buyers to slot into the market. So with as little as a 5% deposit. Um, so wow. look, there is still plenty of opportunity. There obviously are income thresholds, but um, yeah. yeah, it will be will be an interesting time. So that's going from eight fifty to nine fifty. The yeah. So depending on your suburb, between nine hundred and nine fifty. Really? Okay. So they do it by postcode, do they? Yeah, there's a tool on the uh, on the government website that allows you to search a postcode, and it, it spells out the caps per postcode. I can share that with you guys to pass on to your clients. Yeah, cool. cool. So, and, anything uh, else we want to talk about before we wrap up with uh, Professor Zach, mortgage broker extraordinaire? I'm, I'm, um, I'm just definitely interested to see how this looks. You know, for the next coming quarters, do you, do you expect there's going to be, you know, rise on rise on rise because it's you know following trends with the states or? What's the forecast looking like for the next couple of quarters ahead? Well, I think it's evident that the RBA is in a rate tightening cycle. So, you know, we will see more rises in the future. Um, a lot of economists are predicting roughly 2% worth of rises in the next 12 to 24 months. Um, but yeah, look, there's wage growth statistics due out and the economy is still pretty buoyant. So we should be okay. I've got, I've got one. Ben's got a great question. Can you answer this one, Zach? Far away. Yeah. Billy? Trying to do a substitution of equity, then refinance, or am I better to just get new finance right out of the gates? Yeah, great question. Um, I think on average, the Sydney properties made uh, gains of around $300,000. So if you do have that equity in your property and your bank does allow you to finance, it could be a very easy situation for you to pull cash out. Um, but again, if you're not happy with your current lender and you want to seek a better deal, then uh, we can definitely help and look to get new finance from a new lender. So Ben's, Ben's just sold prior to auction and he's just about to buy something and he's trying to move, take that loan across to the new place and just swap out the property. Um, should he get a fresh bad boy loan, look at the interest rate, redo the term, or should he just swap the equity around? Tell him to give me a call. We can, we can check out his scenario for sure. Um, if he if he is waiting for a, a product to expire, his existing facility to expire, we can arrange bridging finance to, you know, get him into a property if there is one that comes up quickly. 
um, before he's actually settled. So there are pr plenty of options for his scenario. Yeah, cool. I think it's interesting. And um, you were saying when we when we were in the office the other day that every single person you on for a refinance, you save money for. Sorry, Mark, can you please repeat that? It echoed out. Every single person you refinance, you save money for. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, as, as I was saying about the rollover rates from people who are coming off fixed periods, you know, their banks aren't generally, you know, offering a deal that might continue to save them money. So um, there's definitely an opportunity to save by going somewhere else. Zach, I've got one more question for you. Um, why are people not talking to, to brokers more regularly then? Because you guys are not, you know, charging a hefty fee up front for the consumer, even to just have a, a quick chat. Why do you think that is? That people aren't talking to brokers? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's, it could be a sign of the times, Billy, that, um, you know, people are, people are sitting on their savings. They don't want to leverage. They don't want to be in debt, so they don't need our service. But um, it's a good point. We are a free service, and um, our job is based on representing the client and, you know, making their property journey as smooth as possible. So um, taking that out and away from the lenders, their priority as banks and lenders is to lend money. So whilst they do have brokers um, in-house, our job is customer service related and yep. um, we're focused on the client. Sign of the times. So, sign of the times. So I think um, put your finger out of your bum, everyone. Talk to a broker. It's free. Uh, Zach, where are you from? DY Mark, around the corner from you. Um, <laughs> DY Shore, Shore Financial. That's it. We're based in North Sydney, so I spend my time between here and uh, the office. There you go. So uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, boys. And uh, we want to have you back. You let me know. Say when. All right, guys. Billy, thank you as well. Thank you. Thanks, Zach. Appreciate it. Thanks, gentlemen. Take care. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs>